I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. Well, we're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, Radiant Lights. Hello, everyone. Welcome today to Awakenings. Welcome to this new beginning. And yay, I'm in the chat. <laughs> Using someone's computer, so I'm in the chat. Uh, welcome everyone in the chat, the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room, also my co-pilots, co-hosts, and it really helped to ground the energy. Um, also, really got to say, um, help me with so much. They let me know how the sound is. Um, a lot of great wisdom in the chat room also. So if you um, are in the chat and you have questions, uh, sometimes you get your answer. We get great questions in the chat, but also great answers. So uh, if you're listening in the chat, that's great. If you want to ask questions and interact, um, then you need to just quickly sign up with BTR, uh, Blog Talk Radio, and uh, get in the chat room. All right. Welcome also those of you that are listening uh, by phone and also uh, by computer. Also, you in the archives um, that are listening later in the archives, you are with us live in spirit. So most of our listeners are in the archives. So listen later on other podcast uh, platforms. Um, If you do want to listen by phone and you also want to call in, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And if you have a question or a comment or you want to get a reading, please press 1 on your keypad. So those of you that are listening by phone and you want a reading, or you just want to say hi, whatever, uh, please press 1 on your keypad. Yeah, you can press 1, get you in the queue. Yay, now I see it lighten up. Uh, because I don't always know, you know, sometimes I, I, even people sometimes don't press 1 that are in the queue or listening by phone, and um, sometimes people are at work or doing something where they can't answer or right at the checkout, I'm going to call you right back, I'm at the checkout. I can't ask my question now. <laughs> or they listen and walk away. So again, the number three four seven five three nine five one two two three four seven five three nine five one two two, and press one on the keypad to get on air. All right, everyone. We have a great guest today. Um, I happen to really like her. I've watched her videos on YouTube. Betsy of Fearless um, Intuition. Uh, you can connect with her on um, obviously YouTube, Instagram, and also Facebook. And um, we're going to be uh, diving in a bit to something that's really I think all of us are having to focus on um, is detachment. Um, it's a biggie right now because who is attached is the ego 
lovely ego. Lovely ego is a therapist. Nothing wrong with the ego, but we have to learn how to not have that aspect of our being managing our life or running our life or making our decisions. We connect more to the higher self, come from the soul, um, the intuitive aspect of our being, which is the, the soul and that, that knows already what's happening, what's coming up. So I'm going to talk a little bit, um, share a little bit of information, then we're going to get to callers. And again, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad if you um, want to get in the, you know, you want a question or a comment, you want to just talk or whatever. Just uh, press 1 and I will definitely get to you. Um, also, I want to let everyone know that I do have my Soul Path um, community on Patreon where we dive even deeper. There's a few ways that you can connect there uh, to study spiritualism and metaphysics further um, and also using the universal laws and manifesting more from the soul. So if that's something that interests you, you can connect with me on Patreon. Also, of course, my YouTube channel and soulplayground.life uh, for resources or download free meditations. Um, there's quite a few things there for your soul support. Also want to let everyone know I do have my tarot classes back. Um, it's this, oh, this Saturday, as a matter of fact, the 23rd. And you can go to the events and workshops section of um, soulplayground.life or eventbrite.com if you have an interest in joining us. Uh, it's 12 weeks, so it's going to be a whole journey uh, looking at the myth and uncovering the soul's plan and purpose, um, what's your destiny through the tarot, and also looking at the destiny of your relationships. Like, Why are certain relationships in your life and how to better handle them or um, have them flourish and thrive within relationship, whether it's to yourself or other people interpersonally or on a even a career level. So again, if that interests you, you can either email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or check it out on Soul Playground, Workshop and Events, or eventbrite.com. So getting a lot of um, people kind of emailing me and some of my clients, um, so it's so good we're going to be talking about detachment today. Um, one, about detachment, but also um, people really wanting to know how do we manage these times? You know, what is, you know, how, and again, I just say really this whole, this going within, right? Really. I had someone the other day, I asked a lot of, uh, answered a lot of questions on Instagram. I did this, um, ask me anything. So some of you follow me on Instagram or we're connected there and I may have answered your question. I'll do it again. I think I had over 500 questions come in within two days. So, um, But somebody asked, how do I balance being public, more public? Um, and actually, they're quite a public person, too. I think they're, they are in Cirque du Soleil, um, dancer, gymnast. And um, they're friends with a client of mine, our colleagues, friends and colleagues. And I said, well, first of all, he said famous. I said, I don't consider myself famous, but more public. And I said, I, my meditation, my practice, um, you know, I, and people see me when I stay with people or they come to stay with me. I do have this routine. Sometimes I wake very up early, wake up very early in the morning and I ha do my meditation or the guides come to me. I get information. Um, 
my visions when I got of what's going on now with the pandemic and all this that's been transpiring, the outbreak, as the guys called it, in pandemic six years ago, that was a succession of visions four days in a row early in the morning. They usually come between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m., the hour of spirit, because there's less activity, although now with kind of 24-7 activity, it's a little different. But we do have less EMFs. We have less um, interference at that time. So I get up, I do my dream work, I do my meditation, I do deeper meditations, maybe some yoga, um, just reading, just being with myself and opening up to the all that is as much as I can to God, connect to my higher self. Um, And so I do that in the morning. I really spend time on me, me time in the morning before I do anything else, clients, anything. Um, Even when I had my wonderful little fur baby, Yoshi, you know, she knew I would, you know, maybe make it shorter, but I would, before I had to take her outside to go to the bathroom. But, you know, you don't have, you can start your day that way. You don't, you don't have to get out of bed and get in a lotus position to meditate. You just do it right then and there. Just connect in. And so I do it in the middle, you know, during the, when I wake up in the morning and depending which times I wake up and what kind of inner work I'm doing. And I do it at night, but then I also do it throughout the day because I'm in session a lot. So, um, or if I need to know something or I want to know something, I will stop. You know, some of you have heard, you know, especially you that are um, connecting with me on Patreon, and I've done some videos where I've literally showed you that I've stopped walk, when I'm walking somewhere to make a decision. I'll stop in the middle of the street and just close my eyes, you know, or I'll walk and I'll kind of just, even with my eyes open, I'll tune in and I'll ask the question just to make sure I'm not being ego driven, which is okay sometimes, but I like to try to live my life less by the ego and opening up to the true flow of, of what I meant to do. Um, and that's just kind of fun for me. You know, I like doing that. I like connecting in that way so it really becomes more of a process and everybody has their own but I definitely definitely recommend that you take time and learn um, to check in with yourself with your not your avatar self but your you know your true self your inner nature um, there's no other way to do it. Yoga doesn't do it. It's, in fact, yoga, when you study traditional yoga and meditation, um, yoga is the precursor to deeper meditation. It's the physical. Usually what we would do, um, and as I was taught in, in Buddhism, Hinduism, in more of the traditional conventional uh, practices, uh, spiritual practices, you do yoga to prepare the mind because yoga is uh, means yoke or to, to create union. And it's to kind of calm the mind down and the body, to get the body prepared to go into a deeper level of communion. And, of course, you can do that just with even a few stretches or, you know, you don't have to do an hour, hour and a half yoga class. You could do two to three minutes to align you. However, if you are living more and more in the meditative state, more and more in a higher consciousness or or you're working that muscle, right, to align into a higher consciousness, you don't need an hour, 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half to settle you in or calm you down, you know. It's a very Western concept. Um, And this is why frequency of meditation is is 
in some ways better than longer meditations. Um, both, both are beneficial, but it's all consciousness anyway. So when you're learning to live more in the meditative state, you're literally just shifting your consciousness and your awareness to be in the more expanded state of, of awareness and higher level or elevated consciousness. And that is the truth of who we are and what we are. So that's when I was writing my book, Meditation for Everyday Living. I, first of all, I polled clients, friends, people that I would meet, what do you want in a meditation book? And all of them said, we want to, you know, 85 to 95% of the people said, we just want to know how to meditate, don't want to know long history about it, just how do you do it? How do you get into that state and feel better? And when I tuned into my guides, it was saying, short because it's it's your true nature anyway it's your true state of being so you're just teaching people how to attune or align through the breath and focused awareness and that's why my meditations in the book and cd are between five and 13 minutes so they're attunement so that we get used to you know Attuning, we get maybe we're driving and it's stressful, or somebody cuts us off, and we have that tool. Okay, let me tune in, let me align, let me have my feelings and my emotions first. Because believe you me, sometimes when that's happened, I've been ticked off. You know, don't always respond with peace and blessings, um, but if you can do it most of the time, you know, I mean, we still have our human emotions and our negative and positive triggering, right? Oh, it's good to see everyone in the chat. Let me know how the sound is, please. Hi in the chat. Any questions, let me know. Good to connect with all of you. So we're creating, in a way, a new normal. I mean, we needed a reset. Um, in some ways, enough of the collective consciousness, or you want to say unconsciousness, um, called for this universal reset or this reset that's happening externally. Um, I, I we just couldn't go on living. And I know some people are kind of ramping up, you know, living kind of quickly uh, again. But the whole idea is to have those pauses and, and, and to have those pauses more in the mainstream consciousness, not just a few. You know, if we've got to change the overall system or systems which is the life system, the ecosystem of how we were living, it was so ramped up. Um, even what I do and all the meditation, everything, I was like, oh, my God, i got to just, you know, I still am going to do a move, but, uh, but I was really feeling like i got to get out of here. I got, you know, I can't keep up energetically. So look and see in your life where, you can, where you're creating a new foundation or adjusting your foundation, doing a little edit. Do you need a body reset, a renew, a refreshing, a renewal on the body level, the mental, the emotional, spiritual renewal? Do you need to understand your higher self and your soul more? You know, is there healing that needs to take place so that you can go to your own next level of soul unfolding? You know, are you creating from your highest potential in a way that's more about thriving and, of course, coming from abundance, which is enough or of everything? not just money or prosperity, if it's prosperity of spirit as well, not just things and money. But So we're really kind of retailoring our life right now. There's a real individual soul call, soul pull. Um, maybe Betsy could even talk more about this. She's an amazing astrologer. Um, 
I think that's Saturn and Aquarius, right? Jupiter and Aquarius, um, Pluto and Aquarius when it gets there, which I'm so excited for that because that's, that's when you're going to see some real change. I mean, we've seen change, but you're going to see like, woo, off the chart, like, whoa, let's go. Um, if you look at uh, Neptune and Pisces, that the dare to dream. Of course, all these have their lower octave, right? All signs, all aspects of life have a lower, a medium, and a higher octave, you know, or lower expression or manifestation, right? All these octaves and levels that at the most expanded level, we're being asked to have a new dream or create a dream that's better for ourselves on a soul level and each other. And therefore, the, the families, societies, communities, the world, and, and nature to live more. So there's a refashioning right now of the ecosystem. Ooh, joyful happiness. I want to ask about letting go of a thought. Joy, fun, happiness in the chat. Okay, ask about letting go of a thought. Is, 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 let me know more in the chat. Is it a reoccurring thought? This is for me where mantra meditation comes in, mantra being mind, where, or I have a great meditation transforming fear into creativity, and you create a what-if box, and you put those thoughts away, you know. Um, I seem to have automatic thought. Well, yeah, most people do. What, what you can learn to do is not focus on the thoughts. You can focus on the space in between the thoughts. It's always good to acknowledge the, the thoughts, notice that they're there because if it's something reoccurring because you don't want to create shadow material. But you can bring a simple technique is notice the thought and then just bring your awareness to your breath, your in-breath and out-breath. I'm doing it right now. with my. I'm looking out at this amazing tree. I'm up in the mountains, this amazing pine tree. So my eyes are open. Yes, Tammy in the chat is saying breath. Yeah, because the breath will take you there. You don't want to fight the thoughts. If you just notice the thought and then notice your in-breath and out-breath and keep doing that and keep bringing your inner gaze, your inner focus to the breath. So do less focus naturally on the thought. The thought will begin to lessen and disappear. Okay? Now, if it's... um, when I see things I want, even if I have the money, I use breath to read. Yeah, use breath to redirect. See, what is it? When I see things, okay, so joy, fun, happiness. Okay, I'm going to get to callers. Let's see what's going on. Hey, Green Beasley, welcome. Welcome, everyone, in the chat. Um, so maybe we would, this sounds like a nice little question here. So let's let's kind of dive into that more. Um even if I don't have the money. Yes, I'm feeling that about the breath. Yeah, so the thing is, is like, again, one of the things you can also ask yourself, is this me or is this someone else? You know, is this my thought or is this someone else's thought? Because a lot of times we have thought, I mean, there's thoughts always in, you know, and we're all interconnected. There's thoughts always roaming around the world, the universe, especially if you're around other people. We pick up other people's thoughts as well as feelings, especially if you're an empath, if you're very open, very porous. Um, But as you kind of connect more knowing that's not mine or just, again, acknowledging it, 
like I was going to do something early with someone in a mood, and I just kind of acknowledge that's not about me. That's them. Because remember, the trigger is always within us. So if we're getting triggered, there's something we need to we need to look at. Is my energy pouring out to someone or something else? Is it is it spilling out to try to control something? Right. That's really what happens to control the environment. A lot of times to alleviate fear anxiety, uncertainty, we let our mind roam. You know, we were like little roamers energetically. We send, we send out energetic tentacles to feel things out and try to control it because the ego doesn't want discomfort. Um, so, yeah, that can sometimes be what happens with um, with our thoughts. And joyful, joy, happiness. even when I do have the money, Yes, it's someone else's thought I pick up or agree with. Yeah, and you are an empath. So you just have to acknowledge that. Believe me, we have much more strength and command over our beingness, but it just takes practice. You have to keep practicing it over and over. I mean, in the Buddhist tradition, they say balance is like balancing on the head of a pen, you know, a little pen, a needle, a pen. So a pinhead, right? So to have harmony or balance, there's always this slight movement to the left, to the right, back, above. It's not static. We never stay in one position. And that's also what the breath teaches us, that the re- there's a regulation in the in-breath, in the out-breath, and a thought coming in and a thought going out. What we tend to do is we try to wrestle with it. We attach to it or we try to change it or wrestle with it. If you just leave a thought alone, it's it, it's not going to stay. You know, it needs life force animating energy. Same with memories, beliefs. We animate it every time we go. We actually, actually in psychology um, and also some the brain science about about memory, we only have one memory. We we experience something in life. And then when we recall it the first time, that's memory. That's true memory. When we keep rehashing or recalling, that's, not, that's no longer memory, and it starts to change. We have to literally go and recreate what we originally experienced and, and remembered. We have to literally recreate it in our mind, reanimate it, because it's, it's gone. So it's very interesting how we do that. You know, and again, it's one of the ways that the ego likes to manage life, you know, and the, the ups and downs, the, the, the outcomes even of life is to rehash or rethink of things like, okay, if I think about this over and over, I'm going to get the solution. I'm going to know what to do. But what happens is we get ensnared by, and overanalyzing, right? Paralysis from overanalysis, Right. Because the only place of real solution, just like any creativity, any creative idea, any painting, any, any song that's amazing, that come, you know, any form of expression doesn't come from thinking about it. We think a little and you have to let it go. And then you get that divine download or, you know, something just that flash of insight, that, that great idea that you start painting and there it is. You can't think your way through the painting. And we have artists like Tammy in the chat that can tell us that more about that. We, you, you, know, the, you can't, you don't think the art; it, it comes, it becomes. The sculpture that you sculpt becomes or happens. You can't make it happen through your mind. 
And that's going to be a big lesson for all of us, no matter where you are, how advanced, is, is living more that way. Because there is this becoming, and, but the higher self, it's already known. So much of it, there is a destiny issue. So much of that becoming, it's just the socialized part of it, the part with the conditioned response patterns. It hasn't been taught how to do that and just let go to that process, and it's very scary. I would say it's like hugging the side of a pool, and then all of a sudden you, you're pushed into the deep end, right? You're in the middle of the pool, and you can't go over to the side, right, or the or a guardrail. You can't go over the side and hold on. You have to float. And that's what we're all, we're all learning to float better. Yeah. Okay, let's get to some callers here. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're so welcome. Who am I speaking with? My name is Catherine. I'm calling from New York. Hey, Catherine, did you have a question or comment? I have a question, please. Um, I have a event that I'm doing online. I had done it last year, and now I'm, I'm looking for uh, more people to help me and, you know, grow it. And I was wondering if you can tell me um, if you see the person with the Z that I'm thinking to ask come on board, say yes, D or S. Any one of these three? D or S. Okay. Well, I definitely feel yes. somebody for sure yes. because it shows like you really going into high gear and reaching oh. quite a few people, a lot of people on the Internet and even overseas. So I don't know where you're calling from. But, um, yeah, so there is, let's see, is it D? Is D someone from the past? Um, they all kind of are people that I met last year. That's what, okay. Um, I'm getting a, both are, are okay or good, but I'm getting a stronger read on S. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Is, is S more available? Um, he seems pretty um, approachable, I guess I would say. So maybe, um, yeah, like he posts all the time. So I like okay, so friendly. And maybe that's what you want someone to do. That You know, you might even use both. I have like four people that I work with. Uh, sometimes it's good to break it up, you know. So not okay. one person is doing all of it. So take that into consideration also, I would say. Oh, thank you. All right, Catherine, keep us posted on how you, your um, projects go. We'll be curious to um, care to know. So let us know. Thank you. I will. Thank you so much. And bless. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Take good care. Bye. Thank you. A lot of people with projects right now. Hello. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Okay. You might have gone away from. Let's see the chat. Can you hear me? I can. Yes, I can now. Hi. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure it was me. Okay. You um, yeah, you're unmuted. Hey, I, okay, great. I'm Jody. Um, Hi, Jody. Wilson. And I, thank you. I have two questions. One you can answer real quick if you want to. Um, I've always been an extremely, and I've been told this even as a child, a very sensitive person. 
Mm-hmm. Can you intuit from me whether or not I'm empath, an empath? Yeah, no, okay, what do you mean? So how do you, so an empath easily, um, and we get more of a, being more of an empath as you get more intuitive or more psychic. Um, uh-huh. But an empath usually picks up on people's thoughts and feelings, especially feelings. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. one point, a lot of times may not be able to discern what is their thought or their feeling, especially feeling, but what is their feeling? Um, uh-huh. Or is what is somebody else's? And you could usually be able to come in even in a room and feel what has gone on, what kind of situation, uh-huh. you know, get, get energy uh-huh. from the room or from an environment um, or, you know, play, especially if there's been argue, you know, just the same, if there's been arguing going on or harsh energy uh-huh. or if it's uh-huh. an energy that's very peaceful or uplifting, you would feel things energetically. And I know as I'm also an empath, not just a psychic channel and a medium, but um, growing up, I could even feel like the energy waves coming me, into me. That's exactly it. Like if people are angry, okay. so I have a real difficult time with angry people. That's because okay. I can feel like it's, Michelle, it's like a, a hate wave, like like literally yes. like a wave yes. of, of like water. Yes. That. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. I can totally feel it like 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 it's like it's almost physical. Yeah, oh yeah, you would feel it as an empath. And of course, what kind of locks the empath? I mean, there's studies, you know, like okay, are you born this way? You know, mm-hmm. environments um I guess one way or another, a lot of times harsher environments, you you do pick up things even, you know, people become more mm. of an empath as a as a protection mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. That so, yeah, it, it sounds like that, um, you know, some people will say, oh, you're just sensitive or you're overly sensitive. Well, you're an empath. You can feel. Another thing is with animal beings. I can't even watch. In the States, we have this um, commercial that comes on. As soon as I hear the music or I, if I'm watching, um, which I don't watch <gasps> very much regular TV, but it's with the animals. I just, animals yeah. and babies, if I feel pain, the, or in a, or the one yeah, in a movie serving. or a show, if they're going to be doing oh. operations, or I just oops, next channel. I can't let's look go, at their faces. Channel. And yep, and the same yeah. thing with like roadkill. I freak out. Like I remember yes. seeing a German Shepherd when I lived in Los Angeles thirty years ago. I remember seeing this Shepherd. I still remember seeing it. It freaked me out. Wow. Like any yeah. roadkill, I can't look at it. It's yeah. Just, oh. That's it. You feel the pain. But that, yeah, you feel the pain. It's a good segue because this is the real reason I'm calling. The real reason I'm calling is I'm standing next to my kitty. Okay, this is my other, oh. we have two cats. We just had a okay. pupper that passed um, three mm. months ago. Miss him dearly. <laughs> but this this little girl, um, she's, she's peeing on stuff. And I know mm. I brought her into the vet and, you know, Try to collect pee from a cat. I mean, seriously, <laughs> just to yeah. see if it's her kidneys or something. But can you tell? Because I'm standing right next to her. Can you tell what's what's up with her? Let's see. Let me see. And tell me her name. She's Ginger, but we call her Kitty. Honestly, she's probably got identity issues. <laughs> okay. And the other cat that we have here is is Tally. 
and she's older. Tally. She's okay, is she new? And what's your first name? I'm Jody. Jody, that's right. Okay, Jody. Okay, okay. Is she new? She's new. Uh, Tally is new. Uh, well, she was oh, my cat, and good. then my ex had okay. her, and then I finally got her back. That's uh, a year that's ago. That's why I got okay. her back a year. Because I'm seeing there's something then, with a new cat. So she's feeling a bit displaced or like she doesn't have a space, a, a, her own space or a special place, a special space. I feel one oh. of them, is one of them light, light colored? Yes. Yes. That's Who, who's that one? The one. light. Uh, yeah. Tally. Okay. So Tally is very territorial. Oh. And the other little one, Ginger. Now, see, this is interesting. Cats. Don't do territory like dogs. They do it very telepathically. Uh, I'm going to tell you, everyone, a quick story. Tell you, um, I had a friend of mine. Actually, she lost something got stolen from her. It was like a little. I don't know. You go to Burning Man with it. It's like a little trike with lights on it. And I saw her. I saw who stole it. I saw her getting it back, which that happened. She got it back, and I said probably within two, three weeks. Well, within two weeks, she got it back. So her cat went missing, and she put pictures up and she was really thought it's gone I said no the cat's going to come back and I said but there's something about territory there's another cat that's vibing your cat out of the way and she's like no 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 that she roams around it can't be I said I'm telling you and I said and I see the cat it's a black cat and she's like oh the only other black cat is three doors down well here's the deal her cat used to spend a lot of time whatever two door two doors down I guess it's not three doors two doors down at this man's house but the man got a new cat so one day I'm driving by and I see this black cat out and just like glaring and I thought that's the cat I saw in my vision was just like looking down the street right in the front Mm -hmm. of the driveway so I told her that and she's like oh my god my neighbor got the new cat Three or four days later, her cat did come finally come back, and I said it it got pushed out, and so I gave her a little ritual to do with light so that that mm. cat would feel. So yeah, cats cats you know are very. I mean, all animal beings are very energetic and are telepathic, but cats mm-hmm. before they swipe, they don't even have to. They're they're sending out the vibe of get away, move over. So I feel your mm-hmm. cat has a bit of anxiety. There's some anxiety that's totally. going on. So yeah, that's what it is. So put uh-huh. a, what you can do is just create a space for her, put a little pillow or something or a bed, and then mm-hmm. say, and just say very firmly, this is your, this is your space. This is, and then look at the other cat and go, this is her space. Or you can put your hand out like a stop sign. Um, or mm-hmm. if the cat comes around or you notice the older cat is looking at the cat, say, you know, we all live here together. Oh, they'll understand. Believe me. They will understand. Mm-hmm. Animal mm-hmm. beings, just, they get it. They read our pictures. But you've got to intervene, and that, that will stop mm-hmm. the anxiety is what I'm hearing. Oh, all right, Jody, keep us posted. I'm going to go to the next I caller know. and keep us posted. Thanks. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so connect. much. Okay. You're so welcome. Yeah, cats are so like that. I have that even with Yoshi. Those of you that have known me a long time, you've seen all the cute pictures of Yoshi. She was so loving, such an advanced being, very high level consciousness, so loving. 
when I first got her, because Pekingese guard the emperor and empress, right? We also had a cat um, named Cleo. And um, one night I'm getting in bed and starting to read, and Yoshi had her bed uh, by mine, and then Cleo had uh, her bed at the foot of our bed. And Cleo had been in the other room and came in through the bedroom, and Yoshi hopped out of her bed and went and put her went in front of the doorway on her little haunches and stood there and blocked the doorway. And Cleo just stopped. And I looked over. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, we all are equal here. We all get along. We're all equal here. Everyone has their space separately, and we have our space together. And I looked at Yosh, and I said, come on. And she looked at me. She went over to her little dog bed and sat down. Cleo came in, hopped on her uh, at the end of the bed, the, the little bench that was there uh, with her her bed, and that was it. They got along amazingly. They slept together, played together. Um, but she was just doing her job. And then I told her, I said, I know you're doing your job. I know, you know, you're protecting, but we, we're going to do it differently because we, you know, there's no hierarchy here. We're all one. We're all together. We're all equal. And that was it. So, um, yeah, but I, I wish I'd taken a video of that because, my God, it was priceless. This little Pekingese just jumps out of the bed walks over and then just did this thing and she literally leaned forward on her haunches like you can't come in here and and Cleo just stopped and looked and just stared and I went oh my god okay mama bear intervening all righty let's see we've got um hi welcome to awakenings you're on air hi um I, I wanted to, I don't know if this is an appropriate question to ask, but um, it's about detachment. I, I think for like the last two or three years, I've been on a constant, um, uh, almost almost involuntary withdrawal from every everyone and everything, mostly because of the reactions that I've been experiencing dealing with people. I feel like no matter what I do, or how I try to interact, I'm either sensing tension or or sensing some kind of resistance or or sensing that someone that that people are trying to pull things from me that I'm either unable to give or not capable of giving at that time and it's I know it sounds crazy, but the truth of the matter is is that when it happens, I can. I'm always faced with the choice of either being really, really honest with what I'm sensing from them or keeping my mouth shut about it because I find that I'm Mm -hmm. usually right with what I'm sensing from them. And it's Mm -hmm. usually something that means they will profit from, from it, but I will wind up even more drained from it. Does that make any sense at all? Um, and, and so I find myself more or less avoiding people. People, um, yeah. Uh, and and uh, and it just—I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, I'm in a position where I can actually do that um, without it hurting me financially. Uh, but it, but at the same time, it, it it is in fact hurting me. Um, 
Yeah. I, I've I've gotten into a mode now where I'm 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 meditating daily. Um and I I mean I can sit and I can meditate and stay in silence for up to two and three hours. Um, and, and wake up. Ref- I mean, and and get up from it refreshed. I'm not tired. I I I am not anything. But it's like all about shutting out. Um, from okay, okay. I'm going to yeah. interrupt you real quick. Just intervene. What? Just what your first name, and then what is your actual question? What's your first name? Um, my name's uh, Maya, and the uh, question know. is: Is this something that? happens is it temporary i don't know if it's i i don't feel depressed i just feel okay like there's well, we're meant to, coming at me. can, yeah we're meant to connect with people um to socialize to some degree some people less some people more um it does sound like for you like it's not just meditation unless you're doing a contemplation meditation where you're looking at what you're feeling, like a mindfulness meditation, looking at what you're feeling or what you're going through, and then seeing where is the origin of that in in your own path or childhood or family of origin, what is going on and what are you interpreting as happening with these people that you're connecting with, right? Right. We're always, and so some of it can be, which all my website, by the way, soulplayground.life, you can... um, there's some you can copy and paste this projection perception and what to do with that um, because it sounds like there's some projection there's some enmeshment of things that you have experienced in your path um, by what you have either projected or perceived it's a, you could have perceived something in the past in past situations um, that was perceived accurately or very truthfully you know but there could have been not great consequences, whether externally or in your inner world with how you felt. So it sounds like there's some inner work that needs for you to go to your next level and figure out what that is for you through your higher self and your soul's unfolding. There is some inner work, um, especially as we go into this new paradigm, because there is so much going to much, much more based on interconnectedness, interdependence. Um, so maybe that's even why this is coming up for you now, because we all well, I know, do. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I was going to say. Well, I know my birthday is in about a week and a half. I'm like February first, and um, between that, I've been doing things like chakra cleansing and and just trying to find those blockages, those areas that well, need we to be addressed. Well, we can't do it on our own. That. Yeah, I would say it's going to be more mental, emotional. It's going to be more on the uh-huh. emotional level, and then some beliefs or ideas are holding it in place, you know, uh, and vice okay. versa. Some emotions and feelings are holding the beliefs and ideas in place. There's so much that we have from our past programming, like condition response patterns. I mean, I even have it. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly looking and working through through things. I just tend to catch it more quickly or I, maybe a day or two, like stewing uh-huh. something, but I'll process it. Um, because we are all interconnected and we are picking things up from other people. We have to just at some point have the consciousness to be able to decide what do I do with this information because that's what it is. Energy is information, you know, and we are yeah. – 
Aquarius is the age of information, information. So we have to decide what do we let come into form? What do we let, that's being of higher consciousness, right? What do I let come in? If I see it in, do I let it stay, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I feel for you that would be um, even some inner child work and so that part can feel safe. Um, maybe it's when you connect with certain people that you then take a, a break and meditate and see how you feel and even ask yourself, like I said earlier with that one guest, is this their energy or mine? Or why do I feel I need to do something with this energy or tell them something? Or can I just let it be? Can I just let it float past me? You know, I don't, you don't have to take everything on, right? Right. But I, I would think say that's you're what probably, I would like to do. Yeah, and especially because, you know, you've got, you've got, you know, Saturn is just newly in Aquarius, Saturn, Jupiter is there, Pluto will be there in a few years. Um, so that you're going to be going through some kind of redirection of energy, of your foundation, of how you navigate through life. Um, mm-hmm. And depending, you know, what aspects, depending on what you have in the sign of Aquarius other than your sun. But sun is the sense of self, it's, ide- you know, it's identity. So, there is some re- overhauling. So I feel you can do it. Just there's plenty of tools online. I have tools on my website. You can download mm-hmm. for free, copy and paste, and just get in there so that you're like, okay, I can feel all this and be in all this and see all this, but I don't have to respond all the time. I don't have to be in this role of having to energetically respond or tell someone something or help them or teach them or guide them. You can just let it go. You know, you can just, oh, I'm very aware. I saw that. Okay, good. And move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll move through it. I really do. I really do, yeah. uh, Maya. All right. Keep us posted. Take good care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are going to be diving in deeper into detachment uh, with our guests coming on in a few minutes. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have time for one more caller and then we will get to our guest hello welcome to awakenings you're on air hi michelle with dominique how are you i'm doing great what's your first name dominique dominique hi dominique Dominique. hi um i uh i actually have a lot going on right now so i don't have a specific question but i was just wondering if my um, guys or my higher self had anything, um, any message for me? Ooh. My birthday is Move forward. <laughs> now, I don't even need that. The thing is, move forward on what you most enjoy, what brings joy to you, and most what you want to do. So I do feel that you're going to be um, doing a little bit of restructuring of your to-do mm-hmm. list, your routine, your goals, your dream, you know, mm-hmm. what you want to draw in or manifest. Um, but it's going to be, and I'm hearing right away, right away from spirit is saying, don't worry, you are going to do it all. You're going to get it. Even if you focus on one or two, mostly the others aren't falling by the wayside, but you are coming in kind of into a choice point. Just because the universe is really going to be helping you. So allow that to happen. It doesn't mean, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to do this, or this isn't going to get done, or this isn't going to happen. No, it is. Yeah, there's just the idea of time and timing is coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, In a way, it's like 
you know, detachment from outcomes or detachment about how the, you know, how certain things um, unfold, um, which yeah. is part of what yeah. we're going to be talking about with our guests. So, um, all right, Dominique, hang on, hang in there. Uh, okay. We got a guest Thank coming you on. So much. Okay. All right. Good to connect with you. You too. Thank you, Michelle. You're so welcome. All right, it's time for our awakening dialogue. Today we have Betsy, um, known as Fearless Intuition, on YouTube, uh, where she offers monthly astrology and tarot readings for each zodiac sign. Um, Betsy is a healer. She's also very adept at tarot and um, really, really adept also um, at astrology. So really feel blessed to have her on the program today. Hi, Betsy. Welcome to the program. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so great to connect with you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually having uh, a very interesting day where I've had to, it's funny that we're having this conversation today because I've had to detach from a couple things already. <laughs> I'll go. Me <laughs> too. But isn't that the way that it always goes, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What you're learning or talking about, yeah. Um, I love your offerings, too. I want to make sure everybody gets, um, because I know you're doing something on manifestation also. So I want to make sure people know about that. Manifesting Your Life 101, January 30th, um, and Mastering Detachment, Become the Artist of Letting Go, and that's in February. So just uh, for people, because oh, thank you, Tammy, for putting it in the chat. Okay, great. That was my question. You guys are ahead of me in the chat. Um, yeah, so sometimes people that are listening, right? They're ahead of me. They're, people are listening, and then they're like, want to check people out. So you guys can go to fearlessintuition.net, those of you that um, want to get more of a, of a vibe of Betsy and what she does while we're talking. So you can... See her and hear her and see what she has to offer. Yeah. Wow. So there seems to be a lot up about detachment right now. It really is. I think that we're actually, uh, we're in such a crazy, I mean, obviously it's a crazy time in all of our lives that we chose to go through all of this together. And um, I think now more than ever, it's really important to allow ourselves to take take a step back from everything that's happening and look at it as if it is separate from us, which is really what mm-hmm. detachment is, is when we're not attached to everything that's going on on the outside of us and we're really centered and focused on who we are and what we're on and the journey that we're going and the path that we're going. Um, it's much, it's more peaceful. It's, there's so much more peace yeah. when, it, when you allow yourself it's really about giving yourself permission to not get all riled up when everything else is getting all riled up like I mean literally perfect example within like six minutes from now Mars is going to be exact conjunct Uranus right and it's like (laughs) literally six minutes from now that's gonna be happening we've been feeling that electricity build up for days and yeah. everybody was like, you know, I know all of the astrologers that I talked to, we were all just sort of watching the inauguration this morning, just waiting for what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, I think the joke's going to be that nothing is really going to happen. We're all just progressing. Like this is about progression yeah. and moving forward. And so when we look at how 
2020, like 2020 was really, really good to me, but it wasn't without the bumps in the road. And when I looked at how 2020 gifted and blessed me and I looked at the path that I went on and how I was able to say, well, this perception that I have of this situation over here is only my perception. And that other person that's in the same conversation or the same situation as me, they have a completely different perception. So, you know, when we realize that every single person's perception is different than ours, every single person, nobody is going to look Mm. at you in the same way as the other person. And you're not going to look at Joe over here in the same way that you look at Sandy over here. And the reason why Mm -hmm. is because we only give pieces of ourselves in certain situations and certain places and certain people in our lives. Nobody actually sees the, excuse me, sees the whole of us unless we allow it. So Mm -hmm. when we are looking at detaching ourselves from things, we have to really remember that no matter what the perception that somebody has of you, your perception of yourself is really what matters. And I think that we've lost Mm. that. I think we've lost that oneness with self. And I feel like it's sort of starting to come back because we can't be attached to what's happening. We have to understand that no no matter what happens, we're still moving. We're still moving forward no matter what happens. I think that's so important that you're um, sharing about this and your perception on it because I I know I've seen a lot of people and I've heard you know clients friends that ha- have done really well I've done really well I mean I feel like the clarion soul call it's like oh my god create yeah. work differently oh my god it's like right it's oh I get to do this now and do that and oh um, but I know some people have told me I feel guilty because. I'm, I'm doing well, or they haven't been doing well. Like you said, it was hard. There was a lot of challenges, mm-hmm. but they were, they're overcoming, and they're starting to feel more inspired. And what is it? There seems to be this pull to try to get us into this, like, mainstream construct or the externals of what's happening. Like, you need to feel bad. But then some people are saying, but I feel mm. really good. I feel better. I'm healing. Yeah. I really know myself. Yeah, so a lot of people uh, are kind of torn, you know? Right, yes, and that's absolutely true. Um, And I've I've checked myself throughout 2020 as well to make sure that I'm not um, rubbing, quote-unquote, rubbing things into anybody's faces, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. the joy that I create in my own life has absolutely nothing to do with uh, what's happening in somebody else's life. Like, my joy is not a reflection of who you are. My joy is a reflection of who I am. And so if I choose Mm. to have joy in my life, no matter what's going on outside of me, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that you deserve less joy. But instead, I would rather share my perception with you and my perspective with you so you can see how you can have joy. Because you don't have to be miserable. Mm. That's the thing. I grew up in survival mode. Like, Literally, I tell people all of, I tell everybody this, from the day that I was born, I was trying to survive my life because my brother decided to throw a golf ball at my head when I was <laughs> I was oh. literally like fighting for my life from the very, <laughs> very beginning. So I tell everybody that story. But um, no, I lived in survival mode and I grew up in, you know, we, and I think that there's a huge percentage of this world that this happens to in humans 
um, just the kind of the human journey is we grow up in a lack mentality. We're told that, and it's, it's very fear-based. It's like, if you go outside of the box, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, and that starts off with the caveman days, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Crudes, where the dad is constantly like, you know, when it's dark, everybody has to get into the cave and the, be protected and and so it starts very at a very young age where we learn what lack means and so I never really dreamt of a big life I always felt like I was supposed to be doing something pretty big in life but I never dreamt of it and I feel like if somebody would have looked at me and been like wow you know you have such a great personality and you really put yourself out there and you're just stunning and like all of the good things about who I was then maybe I would have started a little bit early and putting myself in the spotlight, but it took 36 years before I was even able to do it. So I think that, especially in 2020, um, you know, we sort of put our faith and trust in a system that kind of proves that we shouldn't be putting our faith and trust in that system. Because my, my, my belief system is that the third dimensional matrix, it's all an illusion. We live in a hologram every day. And so because we live in a hologram, I get to choose the path that I'm on, but not everybody necessarily understands that. So um, I I don't allow myself to feel guilty for, for getting everything I want because I worked hard for it. And I know that Mm -hmm. if you, choose and allow yourself and give yourself permission to come out of a lack mentality, you too can live in joy and abundance and manifest yeah. all of your desires. For sure. Yeah. Do you um, think that we're going to have choice. this? I mean, we have, right. It's a cho- we have this obviously multidimensional, multi-layered, but we even have these multi-realities that people are living. And it seems we're being called that like, you really have to choose one, which to me, it comes from within because it's, it's almost no yeah. choice. But do you think we're going to see more of this, like people choosing? You do. Okay. I do. And I feel like with, you know, we had the Jupiter square Uranus um, last week, and we have the Mars conjoining Uranus. I mean, Uranus is the great awakening. He's, you know, Saturn will be squaring Uranus as well in February. And um, we can look at that as if they're really hard aspects and they're really, they're big blockages and there's going to be so much restriction and this and that, and, you know, all of the third dimensional matrix things that could actually happen. Or we could look at it and say, man, think about all the people that are going to wake up because they're at rock yeah. bottom and they don't have anywhere to go. And, and, and that's unfortunate, yeah. but I mean, that's what happened to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, some people get a really soft awakening and then some people live in 2020 and 2021 and then they realize that the awakening is not so soft. (laughs) Um, But I do think that a lot of people, yes, with all of this Aquarius energy that's happening, there's definitely a shift in humanity. Um, And I think that we're all sort of like, when I say we, I even, I mean the spiritual community, whatever that means. And the, you know, the matrix, whatever that means. Um, I feel like we're all sort of just tired of being puppets and we're all sort of mm-hmm. tired of being told how to feel and what to do and where to go. And, and so I think that's going to be the biggest change and the biggest shift is people are just going to be tired of waiting for the government or waiting for somebody to show up for them and provide. And, and they'll start realizing that they can do it for themselves. I would like to see more yeah. 
like ecosystem communities, like what the Native Americans yeah. used to do, you know, like the bartering yeah. systems. Like I would love to see that kind of thing happen. And I think we're on our way to it, but it's not going to be an easy road to get there. There are a lot of people that need to feel pain first. And yeah. unfortunately, sometimes that's the best way. And I mean, I have my own theories on why we have to feel pain and have hard lessons in life. I think that, you know, if we don't, if the lessons weren't hard, how would we learn them? We would just keep yeah, going on the hamster true. wheel over and over oh, and over again. Oh, yeah. A little pain yeah. does so, wonders to move you off. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's, sure. Yeah. And, but see, and, and that's the thing is sometimes it doesn't. Some people will just keep going through the pain yeah, over and over and over true. again. I know. I'm like, wow. I saw that years ago. I had a friend of mine, and he actually told me because I said, oh, it's so painful because he was waking up, he was doing well, and then he went back. And I said, that's the worst. Yes. I go, ignorance is bliss. Yes. And he yes. said, oh, don't worry, Michelle. I know millions of people live this way, and, I, and I'm going to too. And I went, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, go ahead. You can. Yeah. Um, right? I think too. I, I keep yeah, I don't know that I people. could go back. I couldn't. I couldn't. I just not <laughs> no. in my constitute. It's too painful. I, I just couldn't. I, I, I'm like, let's go all the way through. I'm like, I'm the one on the hike. It's like, it's painful. I'm like, well, if you even if we turn around now, it's the same amount of miles. So let's just continue. You know, let's just go. Um, exactly. But I'm always sharing with people, and I want to get your take on this, is because I always say like, okay, look, there's no fairy godmother with a magic wand or click your shoes twice and we're there I mean the new paradigm is created by all of us individually mm -hmm. it's not going to just happen yeah. and so I'm wondering yeah. if you think it's that is that part of what's happening is that we're actually being scooted or pushed or pulled to start creating and living in this way what do you yeah call? I call it being groomed I use the word groomed. Mm. I feel like the okay. universe grooms us for certain stages and certain levels in our lives. And I think that if we were all to wake up all at once, that would be the kind of energy close to an atom bomb. I don't think that that would be very, you know, how you get into the room <laughs> with people who have really high vibrations and you're like, wow, the energy of it all. Um, yeah. I feel like if the whole world woke up all at once, it would just be a big explosion. So <laughs> um, and, and it's so funny because when I remind people, you know, when we talk about the universe and we talk about souls and all of that, I remind people, you are the universe. You are yeah. an intricate part of it. It's, you're not separate from something that's happening out, you know, everything that's going on in this world, you wrote your story to come into this and you're part of it all. And so for you to attach yourself to certain expectations or certain monetary or material items or, you know, I mean, I've even, I'm even really good at like just throwing things away. Like I haven't touched that in a year. Why do I need it? Kind of thing. Like even mm -hmm. like that's even a beginning step to detaching from things. But yeah, as we move into this new paradigm, I feel like everybody's being groomed at their own pace. And um, mm. I think that in each level that we take and each step and each path, you know, it's sort of like an inner intertwined, you know, we all, we all have our specific gifts and we all have our, our things that we're doing to help, you know, push the new earth forward. Cause that's what I really feel like we're in. We're really in the new earth. It's just about getting everybody mm -hmm. else on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're already doing it, right? 
most yeah. of us were already well, doing yeah. it, which is so interesting. Yeah, it's I surreal. Think it is. And sometimes I look, I look at my life and I look at the things that I do on a regular basis and I, I wonder how much of an impact I have and um, obviously come out of the woodwork and show me what an impact I have. But um, mm-hmm. it's, it's really amazing to be, you know, like I don't ask myself why I chose this, this part of the story anymore. I used to like, why would I choose mm. to live in a time like this? That's really silly of me. But I know it's to help other people and guide them through the process and to not attach themselves to how it's going to turn out. Because uh, mm. really nobody actually knows. I don't care how psychic we want to be. I may have it. I may yeah. see an outcome, but you may drop a spoon on the floor. And that 30 seconds changes everything. That trajectory course yeah. is done. We got to go. Yeah. And direction. I think that's a that I think that's a really important point is that even what seems to be the harshest, it can be mitigated. It can be changed. It can mm. be lessened. There can be changes just by, we don't know how, how many, whatever that critical mass and tipping point is, or that, like you said, the spoon, that one person that all of a sudden wakes up, maybe there was 333 yeah. and the 334 changes everything or lightens the load or it goes in a new direction um, yeah, so yeah, I agree. I, it's focusing on end game. Um, really, we, we don't, yeah, we have some ideas of what's happening. And I mean, you can see through prophecy, you can see through astrology, but we really don't know how in depth yeah. or how extreme or, or, or time, you know, the exact timing. Oh, right. Um, right. And I really say all you know the the easiest way for you to detach from an outcome is to constantly reset your energy to the moment that you're in the present moment this now state is um is where everybody should be going from but so many people are so closely attached to their past and all the trauma and all of the wounding and all of the you know painful experiences that we've been through that there's a fear to make a choice to move forward. So I say leave all of that in the past and just start mm-hmm. with where you are today. Start with where you are right now. You know, that relationship doesn't exist anymore, but you do. And that period in your life doesn't exist anymore, but you do. And you overcame it and you got to where you are today. So take the strength of it and, and thank that situation or that person or that relationship for being a part of your healing journey and leave it where it belongs in the past mm-hmm. and then move forward from where you are right here. And I think that if more people did that, there would be less of a painful realization when we, when they wake up in the morning and, you know, I mean, I've, I've had people come to me and they're like, Bessie, I just wake up and I don't like myself. I don't like my life. I don't like myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, then why are you being so hard on yourself? Why do you feel like you have to be doing something differently? Why can't you just take where you are right now and create a different narrative instead of being miserable? Maybe you're just learning something. Maybe you're just needing to take a different step in another direction. Like it doesn't have to be one of those, you know, I, I feel like people make life too hard for themselves sometimes. And they think that, and, and the reason why they do that is because they have so many expectations of themselves based on what the world told them to have expectations of. Mm-hmm. Have a job. Oh, that's so true. And 
and I lived that life. I lived that life twice. I was a wife. I have three beautiful boys. I was a wife times two. <laughs> and I, I lived that life. And I did what I was supposed to do. And I went to church on Sundays. And I had the, the job where I worked 60 hours a week. And I was a, you know, badass in telecom. And, like, I did all the things. And I wasn't happy. I mean, I wasn't happy. I loved my, my family, but I wasn't happy. My soul wasn't happy. And I think that if we um, gave ourselves permission to choose differently for ourselves, instead of saying, I need to be attached to what the world tells me I need to be attached to, I need to have the funds and have the job and have the car and have the house and have, you know, you can have all of that and not be attached to any of it, none of it. Right. And I think that people, that's the concept. That's the concept that I'm trying to teach people is that you can have that desired life and all of those beautiful things that you want, but it doesn't start on the outside. It starts with you being joyful and happy on the inside. You can, in fact, your life, I mean, I do think that your life would have to change in some ways, but there are some things that you don't actually have to change about your life to find joy. Um, I think simply right. just choosing to wake up and find joy for yourself is a better mm. way to to look at to to look at a day, you know. Um, yeah, it's so Betsy. It's, how uh, did you? Go ahead. Yeah, it was just yeah. We got a little over, uh, delay here. Um, what was you? Yeah. Would you consider your first awakening? And then how did you awaken? <laughs> or what would get to your path where you are now? I mean, <sighs> the story. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a little story, please. A little story. It is. It's it's fine. It's fine. Story time. I love story time. Um, <laughs> I, I, okay. So um, I started waking up in 2016. It took me almost my whole life, but I think that I was always aware that there was, there was always something bigger than me out there. I was always aware of that. My parents never took me to church or anything. Um, when I was growing up, but I insisted on going with my grandmother to church. And so I became very big in Christianity and the Christian church. And I even taught um, high school ministry to, you know, when my, when my boys were babies, my two older boys were babies. And um, I mean, I was very much into the church, the young life stuff too. So I always knew there was something bigger than me, but um, I, uh, 2016, I left my second husband because I was not happy anymore in the relationship and um, other things too, <laughs> we won't get into. And then, um, and then I met someone almost immediately after I left him and uh, fell madly, madly in love. But I was so wounded still mm-hmm. from the divorce and I was going through this really big transition in my life and really big change in my life that I attached myself to a person who did not, could not commit to me. He could not attach himself back to me, of course. And I mean, I shouldn't have attached myself to him anyways, and I should never have asked him to attach himself to me, but my heart was broken. Um, It was very traumatic for me. And I remember the day that my heart chakra opened up because I, I literally felt like I was dying inside at one point and my heart just burst open. And that was the moment. That was the catalyst. That was that moment Mm. uh, that was, I, there was no return after that. And I began to go through my dark, the dark night of the soul for a few months. And that was kind of painful. And um, then I, all my gifts started showing up. 
And I myself Mm. visited a psychic back then and said, what is wrong with me? Because I'm hearing things. And she read my cards and she said, this is what you should be doing. You need to be communicating with spirit through this. So you don't have all these messages coming at you all day long. So picked up a deck of cards and I taught myself and the rest is fearless intuition history. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had to be fearless to to go, to just go ahead and do it, you know, to step out that way. Yeah. And I tell everybody like that first video that I put up on YouTube, because that's how it all started is I started putting videos up on YouTube in 2017. And that first video, I think I had four different takes, like four different videos before (laughs) I was finally like, okay, stop doing this to yourself, (laughs) Betsy. And I just pressed publish, you know, and it, it was, that was, and I like cried, I think I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, that was definitely the, the path that I was being told to go on was to be fearless and that everything, as long as I did everything in fear, it, without fear, then it was all going to just fall into place for me. And it really, truly did. And, um, mm. I'm the kind of, I didn't really feel like I had a choice in, the direction I would be going in, I feel like my higher self is just like, no, we've been waiting for too long. Anyways, it's time to just do this now. And I mm-hmm. just sort of surrendered. Surrendered. You just went that's a it. big thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Surrendering yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think if more people felt safe enough within themselves to surrender and I, that's really it. Like the trust process that you, you have to learn how to trust yourself. How many times have you made what? choices in your life that turned out to be painful? And, you know, it's hard to trust yourself after making those choices. Mm-hmm. What do you think, what is a good way to start? I mean, for our listeners that to start, because I feel like, especially now, so many people are at a similar point where they're either leaving something, someone, or bridging to something new or just trying something on the side. They're really hearing that message intuitively, intuitively or they've gone to a reader, they listen to this podcasts or other videos and what do you think is helpful for people that are saying I, I want to go in this direction I, I'm hearing a different message from my soul and my higher self um, yeah yeah um, I think that the biggest thing to remember when you are just starting out on your journey is to remain patient with yourself and to be really big on the forgiving, like forgiving yourself. You know, it's so funny because it's hard to forgive other people, but it's easier to forgive other people than it is to forgive yourself. Yeah. So so when, you know, and, and, and reminding yourself on this journey that it is your journey. Yes. You're going to want to seek answers. Yes. You're going to want to seek advice. Yes. You're going to want to seek all the things. But when it comes down to it, all of those people giving you advice and all of those people giving you directions to go in, they're not living your life every single day. So you're, like I said, the very, you know, with the perception, you're the only person that knows the whole of you, the oneness of you. Nobody else does. And if anybody, if you, if you say to me, if anybody says to me, oh, this person knows me better than myself, I'm going to look at them and be like, oh, you're in trouble, girl, or you're in trouble, boy, you know? Nobody should ever know more about you than, than you do about yourself, ever. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that we give our power away too much to situations. So if you're ready to, re- to, to start your life and you're ready to go in a new direction, 
um, reminding yourself that detaching from situations and people, that doesn't take, that doesn't mean that you numb yourself. That doesn't mean that you don't have emotions. Emotions are one of the biggest transmuters of energy that we as humans have, like I will cry in a grocery store line. You can't stop me from crying these days because if I got to transmute an emotion, I'm going to. Um, mm. But we've been told that that's weak. We've been told that having emotions and transmuting those emotions is a weakness. So I remind everybody that it's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to, you know, yell into a pillow when you're frustrated. Don't detach from the emotion, but you detach from the reaction. So, remembering to not project onto people. And if you do project onto somebody, project how you're feeling, you forgive yourself for doing that because you weren't at your best in that moment, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, making difficult choices is a part of the journey and reminding yourself that any choice that you decide to make, it's still going to lead you in the same direction that you're supposed to be going in. It just might be a little bit, like of a detour every once in a while, you know, sometimes we want to take a little easier of a path. It just takes longer to get there. Or some of us will, like me, will just jump right into that really rough, rocky path and have like the straight direction to wherever I need to go. Like, give me the difficult one. I'll do it. Um, You'll jump through. But, right. And, and reminding yourself that, that detachment is about recognizing situations, recognizing your reactions to situations and choosing. Again, it's about a choice, giving yourself permission to cultivate that inner peace instead of being overpowered, instead of giving your power away to those situations. So like, for example, if you're in an argument with somebody and there, or if somebody decides they want to start an argument with you, maybe you didn't start the argument or you said something and it triggered them First of all, reminding yourself that when you trigger other people, that's their wound. That is, you didn't create that wound within them. And if then if they project onto you and they get angry with you, you can look at them and you can say, this seems like it's a you problem and not a me problem. I'm just trying to have a conversation and you're projecting onto me and, mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to have a deliberate intention to choose yourself over another person's reaction. Always choose yourself first. And that sounds very selfish. And I think that we need to get a little bit more selfish, obviously not in the, um, you know, everything is mine and not, I'm not taking care of anybody right. else. Not that way. But caring for ourselves has become something that is very foreign. The fact that I had, yeah. I told somebody I was taking a nap at one o'clock in the afternoon one day and they were like, that sounds luxurious. And I'm like, yeah. well, I surround myself in the luxury that I create for myself. So, of course, it yeah. is. But um, when so we – So, Bessie, what do you mean we, choose yourself first? When you say choose yourself first in those kinds of situations, so you, could you give us an example? Right. Yeah. So if we go into that same argument, say um, say that I'm having a disagreement with somebody – because they saw something that I put up on Twitter and for some reason they feel like it was about them, even though it it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, like how people decide that they're tweeting, sub sub tweeting people. (laughs) Like it's not even about you (laughs) kind of thing. But um, so some say somebody comes to me and they feel like I hurt their feelings in a tweet that I said, I'm not going to take that tweet down just because somebody got triggered and they feel like their wounds have been revealed. 
I, you know, what I'll do is I'll listen to what they have to say. And if they decide that they're going to project their anger onto me and they want to make the drama out of it and they want to tell me all of the horrible ways that I have ruined their life, I'm going to um, look at them and say, and like I said, this sounds like this is a you problem and not a me problem. I'm going to choose to remove myself from this situation. And if you want to talk about it later, when you calm down a little bit, then we can do that. And so Mm -hmm. stopping yourself before reacting, before getting angry is choosing yourself. I always ask myself in every situation that looks like it's going to be a conflict. Is this worth disturbing my peace? Ooh, I like every time. Yeah. yeah, I like Is that. Is this worth disturbing my peace? And if and and honestly, Michelle, ninety percent of the time, it is not worth disturbing my yeah. peace. Yeah, and that's been that's been like something that I've held for the last couple of years, for sure. Because it's that's... not easy being in this. <laughs> not easy being out here, <laughs> changing minds no. every day. You know, no. you know, <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, boom. Dee Dee in the chat says boom on this. Yeah, is this worth disturbing my peace? Yeah, that's a good pause point. Because you're right, a lot of times it's not. And, and and it could even be just what's a deflamed or whatever. You know, it could be yeah decharged I even, if we don't get I in there. I even do it with my children. Right? <laughs> I yeah. even do it with my children. <laughs> yeah, my seven-year-old, he's quite the character. And he likes to... Uh, be you know be big he's got big emotions a lot and um, he's he's a little starseed for sure but when he's not happy I will look at him and I'll say all right honey you don't have to be happy about this situation but I'm not changing my answer and if you want to talk I'll be in the other room because I'm not going to sit here and listen to you doing it like I'll even do it with my kids yeah because Love that. You, yeah. you know, we, we have to understand that we're all we're all in a, a part of a different you know, we all chose a different story. My journey is separate than my children's journey. Even though I helped create them, um, they are not mine. Yeah. They are, they are their own. They are their own sovereign beings, just as I am my own sovereign being. So I'm not going to try to force myself onto them, and they don't get to try to force their emotions onto me either. So, yeah. Wow, that's so empowering. <laughs> Yeah, because then yeah. each person's allowed to have their story, but you don't have to feed into it. You don't have to get in and be a character, you know, or take a different exactly. role. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so empowering. Yeah. yeah. Especially with it's, children, because then they learn right away. Then that, that nips the manipulation learning in the bud, you know, it's like, boom. <laughs> no. For sure. Oh, yeah. I, I walk away from things more often. Um than I used to. And it's, I don't walk away from them with the, with the attitude of, Oh, I'm so much better than you. I don't need to sit in this. I walk away and I think if they really want to make this right, they'll come back. They'll come to me and we'll sit down and we'll have an adult conversation instead of screaming at each other and trying to get something accomplished when there's chaos and frustration and anger like you can't get anything accomplished when people are angry and that was a perfect example of 2020 people got very angry as rightly so rightly so and people Mm -hmm. needed to be angry um to show that they needed to to change some things needed to change but at the same time how far does our anger really need to go you know I think that Mm -hmm. we need to ask ourselves that quite often so that's a good question 
Something you also talk about, um, which I'm curious to, to get your take on this um, and how you see it so, is that detachment um, and not being, you know, attached to outcomes or expectations is part of manifesting, or is actually you say it's even a key component to manifesting. Yes. Is to yes. not be attached to the outcome. or exp- That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, when we're manifesting our life, um, not attaching yourself. So, like, if I currently right now I am um, manifesting a much bigger life than what I'm in right now, but when I was manifesting the life that I'm in right now, um, I really wanted um, just a safe place, a soft space to land. And I didn't have a lot of details and I didn't have a lot of specifics. I just said, you know, I want, I just want a place for where me and my children can, you know, I wanted, I was manifesting a house and I was manifesting, you know, just my life. And so I didn't put a lot of details into it. I, you know, would, I would basically in meditation, which is prayer for a lot of people, but in meditation, I would just think of myself being really, really happy inside of a, a new house and what that might look like and what that kind of joy might look like. And I didn't really allow myself to say the house needs to be this big. It needs to have this many bedrooms. It needs to have this many bathrooms. It has to be this color. It has to be this, 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 and this, and this. Mm-hmm. I've always said I wanted a house with a red door. Got a house with a red door. I've always said I wanted a house with a really nice bathtub. Wow. Got a house with a really nice bathtub. So I did manifest details that I wanted but I didn't make it so specific that I didn't leave room for the universe to work. And I think that's what detachment really is. Mm -hmm. When we master detachment, we're giving the universe the go ahead to be like, give me more than I asked for. You know, we Mm -hmm. limit ourselves. We, as humans, we limit ourselves so much when we're manifesting. And I was given way more than I asked for in 2020, like everything I could have asked for. And now I just get to, expand upon it and make it bigger and better from here and I think that that's really the key is remembering that you are not limited in your desires and um, your expectation of what your life should look like probably looks completely different than it did last year and if you say to yourself well my life's not going to look good because of this 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 and this then your life isn't going to look good But if you say, Mm -hmm. I don't know what my life is supposed to look like, I'm really just going to, you know, feel blessed in this moment. I'm not going to attach myself to what it's going to look like tomorrow. And I'm going to get on with my life and do the things I'm supposed to do and focus on my journey and focus on my path and raise my vibration. And so, yeah, detachment is definitely a key component component to manifesting for sure. Probably the most important most important and it sounds like by what you're saying too this being in the moment and doing what you're called to do your purpose your joy whatever that heart that automatically starts raising your vibration and harnesses this universal energy um you think that's a good way for people to focus right now it's rather than overly focusing on the externals oh absolutely i think finding your center which to me is that heart chakra center, that, that heart space. Um, And a lot of people, like I teach mindfulness meditation because I was the overthinker. People will tell me, well, I can't meditate. That's because my mind races. I'm always thinking. And I'm like, your mind isn't supposed to stop working when you're in meditation. In fact, it's a good thing that it's working while you're in meditation because 
It's giving you all the things that you're supposed to be doing outside of meditation so you can take accountability. Like it has to happen. But um, allowing ourselves to reset to this present moment and being mindful of all of the steps that we're taking, it really doesn't matter what the cosmos are doing. It really doesn't matter what the matrix is doing. It really doesn't matter what's happening outside your front door, what's really happening in your heart. And if your heart is shining and you're loving yourself, then what could go wrong? How's that bad? How is yeah. that a good thing? Yeah. Really good point. Wow. All right, Betsy, we're winding out of time here. Linear time. Oh, okay. Um, so, I, <laughs> yeah, I just want to... <laughs> so glad you were able of to course. come on uh, the program. Me too. Just this was let, wonderful. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, and I've loved your videos, by the way, because I also have Libra Rising. I have to look at yours. has been so, so you know, uh, Saturday. Oh, I'm a Libra Rising. Yes. I know. You <laughs> talked about it. I'm like, oh, God, she understands. Oh, my God. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> Saturn been in the, yeah. Woo, so glad. Oh, that fourth house business, man. I still have a oh, little bit yeah. of Saturn and Jupiter in my fourth house, just for a little bit longer, because I have Aquarius there, yeah. too. So, okay, for a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, too. But it was a lot better. A lot better. So yeah. grateful that it's so much. scooping out. <laughs> for sure. Um, so let people know, again, what you have coming up and the best way to connect with you. Um, Because I know you have two workshops. The best way for people to connect with you if they're interested in doing your um, workshops that are coming up. Sure. I actually have three workshops coming up. I only gave you two of them, but I'll mention the third one just briefly as well. But um, I have the Manifesting 101 workshop on, uh, I believe it's Sunday, January 30th. Is that a Sunday? My days are off. Um, Saturday. Saturday, January 30th is the Manifesting 101 workshop. And it's about two hours long. Um, February 6th is the Mastering Detachment, which I always tell people that it's good to take both of them. I'll probably be combining them in the future as well. So if you're not able to take them this time, everything is recorded too. Um, So you get a recording of it as well. And then the last one is um, February 13th. It's a Divine Feminine Masterclass. And One of my dear friends, Stephanie, and I will be talking about um, what real divine feminine energy is supposed to look like and feel like since we all grew up living in the masculine energy for so long. So it should be pretty interesting. It's going to be sort of one of those revolutionary things where people are going to go, huh? (laughs) We have to learn how to be different. But, yeah, we're going to talk about how the feminine energy is going, is turning into something softer than it used to be. Mm, that's so it'll be pretty good. cool. And so the best way yeah. to connect with you for the workshops is also on your website. Yes, you can go to fearlessintuition.net. You can also visit Fearless Intuition on YouTube. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all of the socials. Um, but yeah, the, the best part to sign up for and register for the workshops are on my website. You just click book a session and it'll take you right there. Perfect. Great. All right, Betsy. Well, um, don't be a stranger. Come back anytime. And again, thanks for being on the program. I would love to. Thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Take good care. Have a good day. Peace. Bye. Bye. 
All right, everyone. Of course, that was Betsy from Fearless Intuition. You can find her on YouTube or fearlessintuition.net if you want to find out more information. Um, Thank you, everyone, in the chat. Um, You're extra special and so much um, info I see in the chat and questions. Um, Really appreciate you all being here. And those of you that called in, thank you so much um, for your participation. Um, Also, if you did not get your question answered or didn't get a reading, you can call back next week because we all, I have only a certain amount of time uh, for that portion of the show, but I am here next Wednesday and every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So, lovies, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep away. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.